This program deals with themes of an adult nature and is intended for a mature audience. The very word secrecy is repugnant in a free and open society. And we are, as a people, inherently and historically opposed to secret societies, to secret oaths, and to secret proceedings. Our differences worldwide would vanish if we were facing an alien threat from outside of this world. We must guard against the military-industrial conflict. Exopolitics, paranormal phenomena, and deep analysis of current world events. From somewhere in the desert, between Area 51 and Roswell, blasting across the planet, the Manticore Network proudly presents Fairy Tales. Because the truth will set you free. Headline edition, July 8, 1947. The Army Air Forces has announced that a flying disc has been found and is now in the possession of the Army. I'm as bad as hell, and I'm not going to take this anymore! The power they took from the people will return to the people. And so long as men die, liberty will never perish. Soldiers, don't fight for slavery, fight for liberty! The only thing we have to fear is fear itself! Sooner or later, though. You always have to wake up. Be skeptical, but don't close your mind. Greetings to everyone around the world, and a warm welcome to another edition of Veritas, where we uncover the truth, one guest at a time. For those who dare to seek, Veritas is the place where they shall find. I'm your host, Mel Fabregas, and I sincerely thank you for joining me once again. And if this is your first time, make yourself at home. I want to thank all our members. As always, you are keeping Veritas alive. Tonight's special guest returns, first from a 10-year self-imposed public retreat, and now, after one year, one more time, this is another exclusive interview with the author of the Terra Papers, Robert Morningsky. There is so much that Robert has learned while traveling the world. Is the answer to our questions with the media, or the powers that be? We all know that's not the case. The answers lie the ancient ones, or shall we say, with the hidden archaeology. Robert Morningsky will be with us shortly. And stay tuned, Cliff High will be with us in the next few days for his last appearance of the year. We are very privileged that he has chosen Veritas once again. 
If you have listened to Cliff's fairy tales interviews in the past, you know that with this confluence of important world events taking place, Cliff's interview is very, very important. Visit our website periodically and halfpasshuman.com for more information. But indeed, this interview is imminent. To listen to the complete version of this and all our past and future shows, become a member. You'll receive immediate access to all our inventory of shows, that's 83 to date, and a few bonus interviews, the Magical Forum, and the Veritas Chatroom. Just head on over to our website, veritasshow.com, click on subscribe, and take Veritas with you. Remember, this is the only way we can continue broadcasting. There are no interruptions, no distractions, and no censorship. We just go directly to the point. And remember, the metal-cased 8GB USB drive containing all of Season 1 in CD audio quality and a few bonuses is now for sale. For more information, visit the Veritas store. And now, you are about to share something special one more time. Sit back and close your eyes. Now picture yourself on the desert floor, surrounded by a mosaic of ruby red and burnt orange mesas. And above you, the vast expanse of the Milky Way, the twinkling dancing stars, and soft glow of a beautiful shining moon. Listen to the history of a people, and to the cosmic questions and debates that men and women have shared since the first fire was sparked and the first human stood upright and asked why and who she was. Answers about 2012 and beyond. Rupert Morning's Guy is coming up next. This is Mel Fabregas, and you're listening to Veritas. and you're listening to The Veritas Show. Robert Morningsky travels almost constantly, mesmerizing audiences, large and small, around the world. He demonstrates traditional Native American dances, then tells his story in living rooms, theaters, in school auditoriums, on radio and TV shows, and in personal interviews, anywhere people will listen to him. He has quickly become a favorite speaker at expos and UFO conventions. His words resonate with truth. People receive answers to far more questions than they could ever think to ask, and they come back to hear him again and again. Robert has been subjected to several burglaries at his office, with confidential files and computer equipment stolen. His travel trailer was vandalized. His life has been threatened. He has suffered great losses but he made a promise to his grandfather, and that promise will not be broken, no matter the cost. Robert Morningsky says, The future of our world is in the hands of our young seekers, in the hopes that I can help today's young seekers join hands with the ancient ones 
I share my journeys with you. The truth is hidden behind the reality used to control the masses. Long, long ago, the ancient ones pointed at the year 2012 as a time that changes would occur. An elder who has remained in the shadows has stepped forward to help unlock the secrets to the words of the ancient ones. So too, he has helped to reveal the secrets of making contact with star beings and the deliberately hidden history of our world. The changes that must be made in order to avert catastrophes in the year 2012 and afterwards will not be made by mankind. They will be made by womankind. And from one desert to another, I am proud and honored to have our friend back to Veritas, Robert Morning Sky. Hello, Robert. Welcome back. How are you? I'm good, sir. Thank you. Very kind words, and I do appreciate uh, being able to be back with you and to be able to speak on some things. So thank you very much. Thank you. We are very excited to have you back, Robert. You mentioned that uh, you have spent hours analyzing and studying the coming critical 2012 time period. But in the past year, something happened. You retreated from the public guy again. And a lot of our listeners want to know what happened. Well, I appreciate uh, the conversations. Actually, we've had a couple of conversations in private. And it's last September... I was posting some new material to uh, my website, and suddenly everything went black. It was gone. Um, Let me see how I can explain this best. My, My entire journey began, I mean, years and years ago when I was a child, and I'd heard a story from my grandfather about a star being that he had contact with, that he and his friends had encountered and uh, interacted with. And I have to to point out that connection with star beings is not unusual for Native peoples across the globe. We have in Arizona, for example, the Hopi Kachinas, the Navajo Yeibiche, the Apache Gons, and these are all star beings who have interacted with and are part of our existence. In fact, when I was a child, I was on the reservation, and I actually had a sandwich. I sat down with, of course, now I can say there was a gentleman who was impersonating Nuvak, who is the uh, snow kachini, he's the spirit of snow. And I actually interacted with, I had a sandwich with, I talked with, and so... In the native world, we we generally have individuals, um, very special individuals, who will impersonate a star being. And so, again, in general, for native people, star beings are part of our day-to-day existence. We grow up with them. We talk with them. In some cases, you can interact with them. We see them in our dances. And so... For me to hear a story about a star being that my grandfather and his friends uh, interacted with, that that is that was not unusual. It wasn't anything that, oh, goodness, you know, look, look at here, he had interaction. That's, that was part of our existence. So I never had any problem with the story that he told or anything that the, any of the other elders had spoken about. It wasn't until I got to college, to university, where I think, anyone who's gone to university, you begin to question where you came from, your belief systems. You're exposed to so many different things, so many different people with their own backgrounds and their own beliefs. And you begin to wonder. And I think 
probably most of the listeners who tune into you and, and even you, you know, at some point you wonder, okay, what is going on? What's real? Did I really learn the right way? Is is my religion, my belief system correct? Is it accurate? How does that fit in with someone who was born and, and raised in Australia or in the Middle East or you know, up in the north in, the, in Alaska? And so in college, I began to look into the story and say, okay, is it possible my grandfather was wrong? Is it possible that it that he was right and maybe I can find evidence elsewhere? And so I, I really immersed myself in, in the library and began to study everything I could about ancient religions. I found I had to study ancient languages. I then found that for every religion I studied, there was an older one. And so ultimately, and you'll excuse the, the terminology, but ultimately in the civilized world, Star beings, contact with star beings at the time that I started studying was made by people who saw UFOs, flying saucers, aliens, uh, little greys, and they're in their aluminum, aluminum bright, shiny uh, spacesuits. That was the medium. That was the way people described contact with star beings. I have to say what was one of the things that was very unusual for me was civilized people, for lack of a better term, don't interact with star beings, divine beings, spiritual beings. It's unusual for the civilized world, for people to interact and, and I mean, truly intimately interact with spiritual beings, star beings, where in the native world, that happens to us all the time. So that was a very unusual thing for me. So knowing what little or what I knew about the native world, I began to examine the civilized world. And of course, I had to get into UFOs, spaceships, aliens, lights, etc., and study all those things. And so I thought, well, perhaps, I mean, maybe there is a physical, tangible, technological answer to the UFO question. Now, I have to say I'm, I'm, I'm the most fortunate man that I know. I have been able to dance on the Great Pyramid. I've danced on the Temple of Quetzalcoatl. I've danced in Australia and Africa. I've, I've been very fortunate to interact with elders. At the same time, there is an appeal that a Native American has, a Native American warrior, a dancer, that I was able to speak to people who worked in very sophisticated institutions and agencies of the United States and other governments. And so, for example, someone who worked with NASA, JPL, or, or another private organization, they were willing to talk behind the scenes. I was Native American. They were interested in what I was saying. I certainly was interested in what they were saying. And so I found that by studying the technology, by getting in deeper and deeper, what I can say is I am absolute, absolutely persuaded, and I have the greatest of respect, and I've, I've met several of the researchers who are involved in present-day investigation of UFOs and government programs and the government cover-up, and I have the greatest deal of respect. But in my own personal journey in investigating the very, very same subject matter, I have found that I've had to... I've had to defend myself in a court of law at a cost 
that was horrendous. And in September, it came to a head. You're saying this literally? Yes, sir. And it came to a point where I was either going to not be able to talk about anything in regards to star beings and mythology and religions and those kind of things, or I would have to... I would have to agree to certain terms. I can speak about these things. I cannot speak about those things. And so using legalese, I would say there was a settlement. And so I, I say with the greatest and the deepest of respect that those individuals who are spending their time pursuing the physical, tangible technology of UFOs, that I appreciate the passion with which they pursue the subject. But I will say that, I'm going to catch my words carefully, what I will say is that the solution to the presence of star beings will not be discovered by those who pursue technology, UFOs, physical, tangible, the science behind. That's not going to happen. Now, I, I will simply leave it as by saying, you know what, Let, let's just say that's my opinion. The history of UFOs obviously did not begin in the 1940s, it didn't begin in the 50s. Certainly those people who, and your listeners included, who have studied UFOs and the presence of star beings know that it reaches way back into our history. It reaches back into biblical times. Mesopotamia and Sumeria and the most ancient civilizations at some point record interaction, contact between beings not of this earth. And those people who made contact way back when, they did not use technology. They had no sophisticated communication equipment, lasers, satellites. They didn't. This was a one-on-one -on -one contact. For example, Moses, who makes contact with the divine being. There was no technology, no sophistication. It was Moses going to the right place in the right time, with the right circumstances, and contact was made. Several writers in ancient history said when they made contact, there was a chariot in the skies, Ezekiel and his machinery. The Norse talked about the Valkyries who rode in on horseback. The Greeks talked about gods, divine beings who came in on clouds. In each culture and in each era, contact with space beings, with star beings, with divine beings, they described it in terms of the technology that they knew. Chariots, horses, boats. And so what, what I was doing was trying to find out, number one, how did they make contact? Why was contact made? And I ended up having to go further and further back into history. And so I had a choice not long ago, a little, a little less than a year ago. I could continue to pursue ancient history, ancient civilizations, ancient languages, 
their contact with non-earthly beings or spirit beings or... Thank you for listening. To unlock the full two-hour interview, including video formats, downloads, transcripts, exclusive articles, and more, subscribe to Veritas Plus now. Gain access to our entire archive dating back to 2008. Just click subscribe at veritasradio.com. Because you don't want to believe, you want to know. Subscribe now. To listen to the rest and all of our exclusive material, proceed to the Veritas Plus member section or join the Veritas Plus family by subscribing. Click on the subscribe button at veritasradio.com. Don't forget to visit the Veritas store for focused life force energy. Get a 15-day free trial today with no credit card required. And if you want to get in touch with Mel, want to be a guest on this radio program, have a guest suggestion, or have feedback, just click on the contact button on our website at veritasradio.com. Now, proceed to the Veritas Plus member section or subscribe to listen to the rest of the interview. You don't want to miss it. Because you don't want to believe, you want to know. What are you waiting for? Subscribe now at veritasradio.com.